Hey guys, welcome to this new episode of Astrophysicast. Myself Aman and with me is Krishna Bulchandani. Hi Krishna. Hi Aman. Yeah, so this season we have been talking about stars, right? We talked about the birth of stars, its properties, its composition and we even saw the different types of stars. And now that we are nearing the end of the season, I think we need to talk about the death of the stars. Krishna, what do you think? Yeah, exactly. I guess we have explored the life cycle of stars, so it evident that we should talk about the death of a star so as we know sooner or later each star exhausts its store of nuclear energy right so it's evident that without a source of internal pressure to balance the weight of overlying layers every star eventually gives way to inexorable pull of gravity and collapses under its own weight yeah and what determines the outcome whether it's bang or whimper is the mass of the star when it is ready to die not the mass it was born with and stars begin their lives with hydrogen fusion ignites in the dense hot core and once that process starts it's game on the gravitational pull of all the mass of the star tries to squeeze it down into tiny tiny point but the energy released by fusion pushes outward and which creates a delicate balance that can persist for millions or even trillions of years yeah so let's start with smaller size stars so small size stars live an incredibly long time why because of their small stature they don't need a lot of energy to balance the inward gravitational pull so they only separate their hydrogen reserves in a bonus boost the atmosphere of these stars constantly circulate pulling fresh hydrogen down from the outer layers into the core where it can fuel the continuing fire yeah and all told a typical red dwarf star will happily burn hydrogen in its core for trillions of years and not too shabby right As these small stars age, they steadily become brighter until they sort of vaguely, vaguely putter out, becoming an inert, boring lump of helium and hydrogen, just hanging around in the universe, minding nobody's business but their own. It's a sorrowful fate, but at least it's quite a one. Yeah. So, what about the massive stars, guys? So, when the massive stars in our universe die, it's much more violent. because of the increased bulk of the stars fusion reaction need to happen at much faster in order to sustain the balance with the gravity so despite being so much heavier than their red dwarf cousins these stars have much shorter life spans with an only a few million years they die uh, which given a astronomical time scales uh, might as will be a next week yeah but when massive massive stars die they go out in all their glory the huge size means there is enough gravitational pressure not only to fuse hydrogen but also helium and carbon oxygen and magnesium and even silicon a good number of these elements on the periodic table are produced inside these giant stars near the end of their lives exactly but once these stars form an iron core the music stops and guys the party is over here all that material surrounding the iron squeezes on in the core but the iron fusion doesn't release energy to counteract it instead the core contracts to such incredible densities that electron get shoved inside of protons turning the entire core into a giant ball of neut- neutrons yeah and that neutron ball is able to at least temporarily resist the crushing collapse triggering a supernova blast Uh, a supernova will release more energy in a week than a sun will release over the course of its entire 10 billion year lifetime just imagine that and the shock wave and material ejected during the explosion causes bubbles in the interstellar medium you know it disrupts nebulas and even sends materials spewing out of galaxies themselves that's amazing but aman it's like the one of the most spectacular sight 
in the entire universe don't you think yeah definitely so when supernovas happen in our neck of the galactic woods the explosion are bright enough to appear during the day and can even be brighter than the full moon at night pretty intense and what a way to go true so we looked at the small size star massive star so now it's time to look at the medium size star these are the stars that suffer the worst fate too big to just go off quietly into the night and too small to trigger a supernova blast they instead turn into gruesome monsters before finally turning themselves inside out wow and for these medium stars which include stars like our sun the problem is that once a ball of oxygen and carbon forms in the core there is an enough mass surrounding it to fuse it into anything heavier right so it just sits there getting hotter day by day and the rest of the star reacts into that inferno in the core swelling and turning red producing a red giant and when a sun turns into a red giant its edge will re- reach nearly the orbit of the earth so i hope we won't have to live that long <laughs> yeah and this red giant phase is unstable and stars like our sun will converge collapse and reinflate over and over with each event launching winds carrying the bulk of sun's mass out into the solar system yeah and in its final death throes a medium sized star spews out its guts to form an effervescent planetary nebula thin wisps of gas and dust surrounding the now exposed core of carbon and oxygen at the center and that core gets a new name when exposed to the vacuum of space it's called a white dwarf yeah and this white dwarf illuminate the surrounding planetary nebulae energizing it for about 10000 years before the stellar corpse cools too much to enable such light shows while beautiful and bewildering to behold in a telescope planetary nebula are the products of a violent torture death of a star alluring yes but also haunting to contemplate right yeah and these medium stars are those stars whose final mass just before death is less than about 1.4 times the mass of sun you know uh, m the mass of sun know that most stars in the universe falls into this category and the number of stars decrease as mass increases these really massive stars are rare it is kind of similar to the music business right where only a few musicians ever become superstars <laughs> yeah but many stars with an initial mass much greater than 1.4 times the mass of sun will be reduced to that level by the time they die for example we now know that the stars that start out with masses of at least 8 times the mass of sun or possibly as much as 10 times the mass of sun manage to lose enough mass during their life to fit into this category yeah now let's talk about something called as dzenani star okay because white dwarfs are far denser than any substance on earth the matter inside them behaves in a very unusual way right unlike anything we know from everyday experience at this high density gravity is incredibly strong and tries to shrink this star still further but all the electrons resist being pushed closer together and set up a powerful pressure inside the core and this pressure is a result of the fundamental rules that govern the behavior of electrons and it's it's based on a rule it's known as the pauli exclusion principle which have been verified in studies of atoms in the laboratory okay so it states that no two electrons can be in the same place at the same time doing the same thing we specify the place of an electron by its position in space and we specify what it is doing by its motion and the way it is spinning and the temperature in the interior of a star is always so high that the atoms are stripped of virtually 
all their electrons for most of stars life the density of matter is also relatively low and the electrons in the stars are moving rapidly which means that no two of them will be in the same place moving in exactly the same way at the same time but all of this changes when a star exhausts its store of nuclear energy and begin its final collapse that's true and you know as the star core contracts electrons are squeezed closer and closer together right and eventually a star like sun becomes so dense that further contraction would in fact require two or more electrons to violate the rule against occupying the same place and moving in the same way and such a dense gas is said to be degenerate uh, it's a term coined by physicists and not related to the electron's moral character the electrons in a degenerate gas resist further crowding with tremendous pressure it's as if the electron said you can press inward all you want but there is simply no room for any other electron to squeeze in here without violating the rules of our existence <laughs> so these degenerate electrons do not require any input of heat to maintain the pressure they exert and so a star with this kind of structure if nothing disturbs it it lasts essentially forever so here this repulsive force between the degenerate electron is different from the much stronger the normal electric repulsion between charges that have same sign yeah and the electrons in a degenerate gas do not move about as do particles in any gas right but not with a lot of freedom and a particular electron cannot change position or momentum until another electron in an adjacent state gets out of the way the situation is much like that in a parking parking lot after a big football game right just imagine vehicles are closely packed and a given car cannot move until the one in the front of it moves leaving an empty space to be filled it's a really great way to put it and of course the dying star also has an atomic nuclei in it not just electrons but it turns out that the nuclei must be squeezed too much higher densities before their quantum nature becomes apparent so as a result in white dwarfs the nuclei do not exhibit degeneracy pressure hence in the white dwarfs uh, white dwarf stage of a stellar evolution it is the degeneracy pressure of the electron and not of the nuclei that holds the collapse of the core yeah now why don't we go a little deep into white dwarfs okay so white dwarfs then are stable compact objects with electron degenerate cores that cannot contract any further and calculations showing the white dwarfs are the likely end state of low mass stars where first carried out by the indian american astrophysicist subramanian chandrasekhar and he was able to show much a star will shrink before the degenerate electrons halt its further contraction and hence what its final diameter will be yeah and do you know when chandrasekhar made his calculation about the white dwarfs he found something really surprising uh he found that the radius of a white dwarf shrink as the mass in the star increases uh meaning the larger the mass the more tightly packed the electrons can become resulting in a much smaller radius wow interesting and you know according to the best theoretical models a white dwarf with a mass about 1.4 mass of times the mass of the sun or larger would have a radius of 0 what the calculations are telling us that even the force of degenerate electrons cannot stop the collapse of a star with more mass than this and the maximum mass that a star can end its life with and still become a white dwarf is 1.4 times the mass of the sun and this is known as the chandrasekhar limit exactly Now what is the ultimate fate of this white dwarf? So if the birth of a main sequence star is defined by the onset of a fusion reaction then we must consider the end of all fusion reaction to be the time of a star's death. 
so as the core is stabilized by the degeneracy pressure which is talked about a large shudder of fusion passes through the outside of the star consuming a little hydrogen still remaining now the star is a true white dwarf the nuclear fu- fusion in its interior co- uh, core has ceased yeah and you know since a stable white dwarf can no longer contract or produce energy through fusion its only energy source is the heat represented by the motions of the atomic nuclei in its interior and the light it emits comes from the internal source stored heat which is substantial uh, gradually however the white dwarf radiates away all its heat into space after many billions of years the nuclei will be moving much more slowly and the white dwarf will no longer shine and it will be then called a black dwarf a cold stellar corpse with a mass of a star and the size of a planet and it will be composed mostly of carbon oxygen and neon and the products of this most advanced fusion reactions of which the star was capable of yeah and i have one final surprise as we leave our medium sized star in the stellar graveyard so calculation has shown that as the degenerate star cools the atom inside it in essence solidified into a giant highly compact lattice lattice is the organized rows of atom just like in a crystal so when a carbon is compressed and crystallized in this way it become a giant diamond like star so you guys must be thinking a white dwarf star might make the most impressive engagement present you could ever see but although any attempt to mine this diamond like material inside would crush an ardent lover instantly yeah that's true to learn more about the recent diamond star find uh, which was a cold white dwarf star which was detected in 2014 which is considered the coldest and dimmest found to date uh, you can find it on the website of the national radio astronomy observatory So guys that was it for this week's episode of Star Death and this is Aman Mohan signing off with Krishna Bulchandani see you guys next week with another episode bye bye bye